the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our guest right here, uh, a blessing to the show, and a guy I'm so proud to, to call a friend, one of the best legal analysts in the biz, the great Andy McCarthy. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? Mark, I'm, how could I be doing better? We're, we're in post-pro America, and I'm talking to you. How does it get Well, Well, you are, you are, you're quite literally too kind. So thank you. Listen, I, I, I love nuts and bolts stories like this. I'm guessing you are in a room. Uh, now you're in you're Fox Anchors from New York. You're in in. Are you you're, were you right there in the building on Sixth no, Avenue? No, no, I was in. Uh, no, I was in the home studio. Gotcha. So very good. And and you're hooked up with the IFB on the off chance that the ruling comes down. Did you did you spend last week like I did figuring? Okay, let the game come to me. If it happens, it happens. I don't know. But in the middle of the week, it got kind of weird when they added the Friday decision day. It's like, whoa, is that kind of tailor-made for the Dobbs case and the Roe decision? I don't know. So I just said, look, I'm going to do a show, and if it happens, it happens, and doggone, it did. So tell me about the moment that that crackles in your earpiece that Roe has gone down. Well, you know, Mark, it's funny. I was pretty convinced when the week started that we would get it on Friday, but for the wrong reasons. I thought that uh, because the court only had 18 cases left, going into the week Mm -hmm. and because the prior week they had had this pace of, which was an incredible pace for the court of of doing about five or six opinions a day. Mm -hmm. I thought the court, we were only, we only had two days when uh, the week started, but I thought the court might add an extra day and try to get out six opinions a day. But that's because I thought they wanted to finish Mm -hmm. with all the security problems that we have had for the last seven months culminating in the, uh, attempted murder, uh, uh, the case involving the attempted murder of uh, Justice Kavanaugh. I I thought the justices would want to wrap it up and head home. So when we uh, when we got to uh, Friday, by the time we got there, they had already said there'd be a day or two of opinions this week. So I just sort of said, well, we're not getting Dobbs till next week. And then sure enough, there it landed. So I was quite surprised that it came out on uh, Friday. But I will say this, Mark, imagine how we would have felt if this had arrived as a bolt from the blue that we had no notice of, you know, because of the leak, which I think was, uh, was counterproductive for the left in a couple of ways. Mm -hmm. um, Because of the leak, we really had seven weeks to wrap our brain around the possibility that Roe and Casey would actually be uh, Absolutely. Returned, yep. which I didn't believe would happen. I actually thought, you know, the courts, I figured we always find a way to lose these things. Yeah. <laughs> so I, thought, I thought the best we could hope for was actually the opinion, the concurring, the weird concurring opinion that the, the Chief Justice uh, Roberts did, where, where he basically said, well, we're going to, uh, we'll uphold the Mississippi law, but we don't have to touch Roe and we don't have to touch Casey and we'll just see how it goes. I thought that was the best we would hope for. Uh, so I'm just, uh, you know, I'm obviously thrilled, and I was always cautiously optimistic after we saw Justice Alito's opinion because I just said, 
this is too good. It never happens that way for us. It, it doesn't. Like you say, we, we always find a way to, to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and we figure we've got a constitutionalist majority, but do we? And as long as John Roberts breathes the air, there's always doubt. You know what the leaker may have also done for us, maybe? I'm going to bounce this off you. The leaker may have done us another favor, giving us, what was it, about seven weeks of explaining what post-Roe America would look like, yes. Ex- explaining to the unhinged that it's not an abortion ban, that there never really was a right to abortion in the Constitution, which, again, most pro-choicers don't believe, but some at least pondered it. The the leaker may have given us a lead time a, 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 to, to jump into that uh, mode, and that probably helped to reduce, quite frankly, the rioting over the weekend. I couldn't agree with that more. I, I thought before the leak, Mark, that, um, you know, those of us who follow this closely we're going to have our work cut out for us. If the best actually did happen, and there was a lot of reason to be enthusiastic after the oral argument, mm-hmm. even though I, I was throwing cold water on myself. <laughs> Still, if, if, you, if you listen to the oral argument, there was reason to think there's a chance, a real chance here that Roe and Casey would be uh, overruled. But I always thought that in terms of the left's attacks and the Democrats' attacks, that in, in terms of making hay while the sun shines for them, doing all the fundraising and the political uh, demagogy that uh, they were apt to, to do, they really needed to do that in the run-up to the opinion being released and the immediate aftermath, because that was going to be their best time to basically confuse people about what the court's ruling was. And this is why I think that the leak was really counterproductive, because on the one hand, it didn't work. You know, everybody says, why do you think they leaked? Well, they, obviously they leaked because they were trying to intimidate the court, right. and they were trying to peel one or two of the justices off the majority because they didn't want that to be the majority opinion. Uh, that didn't work. But the other problem to the leak, and the reason that they were too clever by half, is exactly what you described, which is it gave us seven weeks to tell people if you wake up the day after Roe and you're a pro-choice person, the sky is not actually going to have fallen. And abortion, you know, as much as I would not like to have it that way, abortion will still be available in the United States. Because unlike progressive justices who impose outcomes on the American people based on what the progressives want in the way of policy, conservative justices don't impose conservative outcomes. No. The conservative court is about process. It's about what issues in a democracy are the people supposed to decide and how modest is the court's role supposed to be. So all this meant was that the decision about abortion was being returned to the place where it should never have been taken away from in the first place, which is the state. That's it. And I will spend days explaining that to as many people as need to. So one of the great reasons I'm glad to have you is to dive into some things that I do have questions about as exactly how to react to them. One of my favorite justices of all time, uh, Clarence Thomas, did something that raised an eyebrow or two, saying, okay, the reason that, that Roe is falling here is because that right is not in the Constitution. And he hints at revisiting some other things. Griswold versus Connecticut, which was about contraception. Obergefell, which was about gay marriage. What what did he mean? Well, uh, let me give a little background on this, Mark. I thought when we saw Alito's opinion that the weak link in the opinion, and it's a very, very strong opinion. So to call any part of it weak, you have to be, you know, we're, we're speaking relatively here. Mm-hmm. But 
but I thought the weakness of the opinion was the life is different section where he basically says, look, all these other lines of precedent, the, uh, particularly the contraception cases. Now, just to pause for a moment, um, Obergefell is different. And, uh, for example, Loving versus Virginia, the, the uh, interracial uh, marriage, mixed interracial marriage, that's mm-hmm. different. Uh, it's not based on substantive due process. Those are equal protection cases and, mm-hmm. and, and statutory cases. Mm-hmm. But to the extent that the court was the court was basically, I mean, if you read Alito's opinion, just demolishes substantive due process uh, as a as a concept and, and certainly very much confines it to rights that you can actually say are derived from American history and tradition mm-hmm. and are basic to a system of ordered liberty mm-hmm. um, to come out after saying all that and say, you know, the, we're only talking about abortion here. We're not talking about these other substantive due process cases because life is different. I thought that was weak. And I thought actually the the reason he had to say that so emphatically is because it doesn't match up with the logic of the decision. So I think what Justice Thomas was saying was kind of what some of us who weren't very persuaded by the life is different part of Alito's opinion had been saying for a few weeks, which is, uh, you know, substantive due process is either what the court is describing here or it's not. If it is what the court's describing here, then yes, like um, the contraception cases would be vulnerable in the sense that the legal reasoning behind them is vulnerable. But what I would also point out, and I think Justice Thomas is quick to point out, is that what we're saying is this is the cut that unenumerated rights have to make in order to get constitutional protection. But if they don't get constitutional protection, that means they're a democratic matter for the states. Does anyone think there's a state in the United States where they want to outlaw contraception? Well, you're completely right about that. You're totally right about that. But Obergefell was just 2015, and that's gay marriage. And by the way, gay marriage ain't in the Constitution either. And I remain uh, persuaded that that also belongs state by state. And that was also uh, improperly found. Um so I don't know what what, uh, but I don't I don't dream that that would. I, th- I think that ship has sailed. But I don't know. Well, what do you What do you think? Well, what if it does? I, I'm with you. I mean, you know, look, what the court is saying here is, guess what? This is a self determining democratic republic, yeah. and the court has a very modest role. And the framers' vision was that most things would be handled at the state and local level because that's where government is closest to the people and where it's least apt to do things that are that the people are hostile to. Um, and, you know, if we have a situation where there's a clamoring for some unenumerated right that is not recognized by the Constitution, people can try to amend the Constitution. And if there's enough of a groundswell for it, that's what they can do. But that's what life in a bumptious democracy is about, and I'm really not afraid to live in one. No, I, no. I, I, I frankly don't understand that, you know, the left keeps telling us how popular abortion rights are, and I keep sitting back here and saying, okay, well, then this shouldn't be a problem. Right? Exactly. Well, then why why the fussing? Why the moaning if, if your side is, is so prevalent? Andy McCarthy is here, and I mean literally here, and I am so, so very, very grateful. It, it's weird. We've, we've learned how constitutionally illiterate so many millions of Americans are. Something does not become a constitutional right just because one is passionate about it. And so we've got a big teaching tour to go on, and, uh, you know, i got plenty of energy. I don't know about you. 
Yeah, I do too. I mean, if I had uh, if I had my druthers, there'd be a protection of life in the Constitution, but there's not. You know, so I have to I have to live in that well, world. But you know, you got 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 to crawl before you walk. And and as I, I mentioned last hour, I don't know if I'll live to see this. I, I don't know, but we may at some point look back on abortion the way we look back on slavery in a in a fashion that says, "I can't believe our nation ever permitted this." But you know what? I'm going to be happy in the now and take this for what it's worth and uh, and just have a, a a moment of celebration, not just for my side politically or morally, but for the Constitution itself. Amen. I think that's right. And it's a great, look, it's a great victory for life. Um, but what it really does, Mark, is it gets us in the starting gate. I mean, all we ever wanted for half a century was a fair fight. That's it. And when, when you put something in the court in an illegitimate way, and the court then says this is part of the Constitution when it isn't, what that enables the political class to do is say there's nothing we can do about it because the Supreme Court has spoken even though the Constitution doesn't say a word about this. So we've spent 50 years trying to get to the starting block, as my uh, colleague at National Review, Michael Brendan Doherty, has has put it. And I think he's exactly right about that. But let's understand, that's where we are now. This is not a final victory. This This is where the fight begins. It's not an end. It is a beginning. We fan out to the states to see what we can do across those landscapes. Andy McCarthy on Twitter at Andrew C. McCarthy. National Review, Fox, he's everywhere. Wherever you find him, you are blessed. Andy, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.